Sunday, 4.35 in the evening. So earlier I was talking about what's going on in the world with this war between two countries and how it's affecting everybody. Again, united we stand, divided we fall. If we came together as one, both international and domestic, we came together as one, solidarity and strength. But I asked my sister earlier, I had a conversation with her, why is there wars? Is there a need for a war? I don't get it. I, I still don't understand. And one country in particular, from doing a lot of learning about them in history and watching movies the way certain countries depicted, and you think to yourself, is that how it is in real life? Well, I don't want to say the country, but I think you know what I'm, who I'm talking about. If someone is listening from that country on here to these, this podcast, I just don't want to be quoting or misrepresenting. Not even, not even misrepresenting. Bad choice of words. I just don't want to focus on that. But I want to know why there are wars to begin with. Again, my father fought in the Korean War, saw a lot of suffering. He dealt with a lot of, a lot of his fellow friends, fellow soldiers, fellow mates. Didn't make it. Um, and again, my father made it out. He showed me pictures. I was, and and he, get, he gets emotional. He got emotional when he talked about it. And I'm like, wow, but he survived it. And I was like, wow, my father survived so much in his lifetime, even going through the Great Depression. Both my mother and father, I consider them to be my true heroes in life in different ways. But they both came from the same type of background. They were both poor. And I compare both my mother and father's families of how they adjusted. When you're a child, having to grow up quickly to take care of your family through a rough time, picture yourself. Try to picture yourself in their shoes. What it must have been like. There was very little food. There were certainly no jobs, but again, they had to find a way to keep the family together, to keep it going strong. You can't give up. You cannot give up in those those times. I'm sure a lot of people had wanted to give up and think, well, what's the alternative? Me take myself out of this world? That's gonna create more and more problems. The problems will always be there. It's not gonna solve anything. But ask yourself this question, if you can. What would I do if it was me stuck back in those times? How would I survive? Well, you have to survive. You can't give up. It's no different than when it is from, what, two years ago when we were stuck on lockdown in a pandemic? It was kind of like that. But the only difference is we were dealing with, quote, an illness. Back then, it was the Great Depression. Think of the name. Think of that title, the Great Depression. Stock market crash. There were no jobs. Uh, people couldn't afford to, to, you know, keep a roof over their head, couldn't pay the bills, couldn't put food on the table for their families, but they survived it. Perfect example, two examples are both my late parents. When I asked my father what it was like, it was hard for him to talk about it. Again, when you're poor and you have very little for what you have, he had very little clothing very little food. They had to make do. They had to make do with what they had. They never had, my mother and father never had any type of schooling whatsoever. And where they grew up in the villages is was very poor. No electricity. 
there was basically living in a grim time, a very grim time. And you have to ask yourself this question. Could I have survived if it was me or if any one of us out there went back to that time period of the Great Depression? Could we have survived? And you, know what, you want to know what the answer is? Yes, we could. You can't give up. You got to persevere. You got to really make it work. Yes, I'm sure it was depressing for them. You know, when you're a child and you got to grow up to be an instant adult, that must be very difficult. But my father, because he was the second oldest in his family, my mother was the first oldest in her family, she became a second mother. Because again, her father walked out on the family, just didn't want the responsibility. And I thought that was very shameful for him to do that. I'm grateful that I did not meet my grandfather because I probably would have asked him why. And he probably couldn't have given me a straight answer. He would have made some type of an excuse, something that I did not want to hear since you left your responsibilities to two women or actually, I'm sorry, your wife and all your children and then your oldest daughter had to become a second parent, a, a job that you should have been taken care of, not for a little girl. Come on, that's terrible, I'm sorry. I have to say it. It was tough on them. They got through it, but it was tough. And I also remember, I don't think I've ever mentioned this now because back in the day, there was something known as um, whooping cough. My mother had that when she was little. And whooping cough is like uh, to um, pertussis. There was actually something on the news or actually in a commercial about whooping cough. You know, similar to all the diseases, the childhood diseases we grew up with, like the measles, the mumps, rubella, all those diseases that have been eradicated. But she had that and she could have died and she didn't. I didn't even know that. I was like, wow. So when you go back into the history of your parents when they were little and everything that happened in their family, you're amazed at what you could find. It's like when you go back into a family tree and you discover, hey, you come from a line of kings or queens or royalty or whatever. And I'm like, wow, amazing, huh? Little known surprises that you didn't know. And if they, your family did know but didn't tell you, were they ashamed? Maybe. Is it something called pride? Probably. But what I'm saying to all of you out there is, I think it's very important that all of us really, if you still have your parents, really get to know everything about their background. Ask some questions about their childhood, because I was always fascinated with my mother and father. And again, my mother had a hard time talking about her father because of what he did to her. I don't blame her. I think if, if I were in her shoes, I would try to, I wouldn't be able to wrap my head around that. Like, how could you leave your family in that type of depression in those times? How could you do that? If I can make myself go back into that time period and see, would I have been able to handle what she did? It would be difficult, but I would have to pull through because together as a family, they did hold it together. They were strong. They held it tightly. Most families would have just given up altogether. But when you have siblings, as she had her siblings that she had to think of, she had to help her mother with her, with her siblings, you know, take care of them when they were sick and feed them, make sure they had education. She had to be the second mother. She told me all the stories. And I'm like, wow, I'm so amazed, Mom. And then when she became, you know, a wife herself and a mother, she did a phenomenal job. 
I said, you have that from when you were younger, when you were taking care of your own siblings. I'm amazed at that. That's why I look to her as my hero. She was almost like a superwoman. The only thing is she didn't have a cape. She didn't have any superpowers. But in my eyes, she was the greatest. I really looked up to her and my father. Now, my father's family, again, he was the second oldest. And again, he did not have any type of schooling. But he had to find jobs. He had to find ways to keep his family and support them and, and, and you know, make do. Again, I looked at a picture of him and his siblings. The clothes that they wore is what they had. Very little. And I'm like, wow, I feel so bad, you know. I sometimes wish if I could have stepped back in time, I would have liked to have seen exactly firsthand what it would have been like. You always want to go back to that time period to see how would you have handled it? Would you have handled it the same way? I mean, because everybody handles crisis and tragedy and grief and everybody handles it differently. Some people can't go through the process and others have to because in this day and age, you have to be resilient, you have to be strong, you have to say to yourself, I can get through life's challenges and, and obstacles. If you don't, if you don't, as a society and as a whole, the world will not be able to function. The world will cease to exist if we can't get through anything, any type of obstacle crisis. Everybody will be stopped at one level. They won't be pushing forward. Everyone around us will be moving either further ahead or sometimes people can't move further ahead. They're stuck in the past because they can't get themselves to the present. But then you go back to a time period with your parents and you think, look at the stuff that they had to go through, what they had to deal with. Put yourself in their shoes. And I always always like to do some type of a movie dedicated to that, back to that timeline. If I could live in that decade for like a short time, can I get through it? I would have to. And nobody likes to be poor. Nobody likes the word poverty because it is a sad word. But poor and poverty are two different, def different definitions in my book. They're not the same. They may sound the same. When you're in, you're in poverty, you're really, really poor. You don't have much of anything. You don't have a roof over your head, very little clothing, no food, nothing that you own that's to your name. When you're poor, it's different. Yes, you may live in a, in a home, but it's not, say, a grand home. And you may have a little bit of food, but you got to budget it. You know, got to try to, you know, sustain it as much as possible because when it runs out, what are you going to do? You know, back in the day with families that were poor, yeah, they would get help from the government in the form of food stamps or any other type of assistance. But to be honest with you, and even so, when I think about with my father when he came into this country and he had to work long and hard to get those two jobs to bring his family over from Greece, he did. He says, I'm not going to let my, my children starve. I'm going to provide them with good education, food, a roof over their head. That's what he did. And, and even though, again, it was hard because you're, you're doing two jobs. He worked in a factory and then he worked in a nightclub in the city. And the nightclub then moved over. When we moved to New Jersey, then he worked in the nightclub here in New Jersey. And he made it work. He never gave up on his family. But again, he got sick from the two jobs and he had to retire early see the thing is my father loved to work and would, would I think he would have continued working even after if he wouldn't have passed away I think he would have continued working straight and then take time out for vacation and probably him and my mother would go back to their homeland back to Greece because that's where they were brought up that's where they were born that's where they grew up that's what they know 
I would like to, one day with my significant other, take a trip back to the villages to really do some studying, soul searching as to what type of a area they grew up in. I heard that now there's no, no living person living there. It's like a ghost town. There's no life. And I'm like, I wonder why. You always wonder about that, you know? And we did have a second home, but it's not lived in. It, no one's taking care of it. It's just a shambles now. The windows are broken. Outside is not maintained. It's just terrible. And you think to yourself, well, what can I do? Well, there's a lot that I can do. But if I had enough money, I would try to take over that house and do something. Maybe flip it. As they say, flip it. And let somebody, like, be a landlord. But the problem is, but doing that, if you're not in the country itself and you're overseas or you're, you know, across international and international waters, it's a little difficult to do. If something breaks or if they need your attention on something, they're going to have to call you collect to tell you this. And what are you going to do? So that's why we have no connection to the house. Both on my parents, my father's side, everybody is gone in his family. And in my mother's, well, my mother's gone and, and my uncle, one of my uncles. But the rest of the family has no connection to it. And, of course, we can't prove that the house belongs to both my parents. So that idea is out. But it would have been nice, though, go back home to, like, a vacation home or something and spend vacations there. We actually did that, too, and my father, again, saved up enough money. He worked hard. We went on a trip to Greece. That was our reward. Went there in the summer months for three months. I was a happy person. I went to Greece. I got to see all the sites, the Acropolis, the Parthenon. But I was only nine years old, and I couldn't remember, right? But I want to go back there now as an adult and appreciate it more. Because when you're a child, there's only so many different places you can go to that you're allowed to go to. When you're an adult, you have free reign. And I said to my, my honey, I said, let's go to Santorini. Let's go to all the different parts of Greece. I'll show you all the different sites and the different monuments, and you'll get a taste of what I, what I know. The Greek food, I'm sure you're going to love it because, again, they thought I was a weirdo. And then people in school would say, what kind of foods did you have growing up? Well, my mother made her native cooking, but then she also did Americanized dishes, put a little Greek twist to it. I miss her cooking. Now, my mother, again, was a fantastic homemaker, and she was a nurturer, a nurse. She was a, a teacher. Uh, you know what? If I can show you pictures of her, and she also made her own clothes, too. She was a seamstress. Because back in the day, when it came to, 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 to physical buying clothes, well, it was a different time back then in terms of how much things cost. So you say to yourself, yeah, she was a really good seamstress, too. She made her own clothes. She saved money in the process, because money, again, was tight back then. And when you're growing up in a different decade, it, it's, it's, those things are hard to come by, you know? But again, my father gave us all a great life. He gave us a wonderful life. He gave us a life that, now, we didn't have to think about, when is our next meal coming? Will we be able to pay the bills? We, we are, his, his children, his daughters, had a wonderful education. So I credit both my mother and father for giving me the type of life that I plan to one day give to my children, give them the best, the best of both worlds, right? But again, old school. Everyone says to me, you must be old school. I said, yeah, I am old school. How'd you know? So the decade that you grew up in, right? 
So if you were born in a certain decade and you grew up, your ideals and values are different than, say, of today's generation. Every generation is different. Now you look at children born at a certain time to a certain time, and when they have, they grow up and they have children of their own. Well, what are you going to teach them? So for me, it's a matter of showing children right from wrong, but teaching them the value, how to treat people in this day and age, how to give back, how to be compassionate, how to be warm and caring, but at the same time, standing for what you believe in, going after your dreams and goals, never giving up, always persevering. That's the key word. You got to persevere. You got to never, ever, ever give up. Every time you say, I'm going to do something and I fail, pick yourself up and do it all over again. That's what you need to do. You have to do that in order for you to continue on with your life. If you say to me, I can't do this, you know what you're telling me? I won't do this. Because again, can't and won't. Put them in the same sense. Put them in the same sense. You know what that means? That you're ready to give up on yourself and your dreams and your goals. It is impossible. I get it. It's called hard work. If you're determined to do that hard work and give it 110%, I will tell you, the more you push yourself, the more you, you do what you do what's best for you, whatever that might be in whatever industry you're going to, you will get your just rewards. It will be through hard work, perseverance, the resilience. We're, again, we're always constantly learning. We never stop learning. I'm still learning a lot of things that I've never learned in the past. And it's okay. And I'm not talking about sitting in a classroom and having a teacher teach you. No, that's not what I'm saying. When you're exposed to situations in life, that's a learning process right then and there of itself. If you say to yourself, this is how I got through it. Now again, my teachings are different than yours. I can literally sit there, stand on a platform and tell you everything that I've gone through as a teaching, as a stepping stone. But again, everyone's gonna, because in life we're in a classroom, right? So everybody's at different levels, different grades. We're not all in the same grade. And it has nothing to do with being smart. We're all in this, in this world called life or this game. Well, it's not even a game either. It's life. Although there was a game called life back in the day. And it talked about having a career and, and supporting a family and, and bills. And one day when you get to the end, to the finish line, you become a millionaire. See, that's a little far-fetched on a game. But you can achieve becoming what you want to do and making yourself move up to that ladder of success and be known for something. You know, and it doesn't matter what industry you fall into. Everybody has a hidden talent, a hidden, hidden skill, something that they, they're good at. You know, if you want to become a chef, you become a chef. You want to become a scientist, you become a scientist. You want to become a teacher. Whatever it is that interests you, go for it. Do it. Get out there. Get your feet wet. And then I'm now I'm, I'm also letting people know, and people who are overseas now, in some countries, the job market is not good. Okay, now let's focus on that. You have young adults going through college. When they get out of college, are they going to get themselves a decent job? Well, it all depends. What is it that you want to do? Now, there's some that I know will go overseas and study abroad. I don't see a problem with that. It's good to get into an education, you know, study overseas in another country. You get to learn about the country and the people and, and you get to establish relationships with other people from other parts of the world and you get to know more about them. That's like a history lesson, a virtual history lesson, which I encourage to do. I, I would have liked to have done that. If I had been offered that in the high school, in the history class, I said, oh, we're all going on a field trip. 
and we're going to send you to this country. I would have loved to have had that experience because for me, I like to mix and match. I like to interact with different people, learn about where they come from and their backgrounds and their customs and traditions. I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think we should encourage children of future generations to do that. That is a good learning experience to study over overseas. You get a good quality education from that. But there are some people that just, well, you know, don't want to do it. They want to stay where they're at. Okay, that's fine. Everybody is, you know, some people are hesitant to make that change and other people, well, if you want to stay where you're at, you're never going to move up in life. You got to go out there and you got to really make a difference. Make yourself shine. That's basically what it comes down to. Make yourself shine. Make it happen. Don't procrastinate. Don't um, put off what you, well, I was going to say, don't put off tomorrow and, and what you can do today or something. I don't even remember it, so don't quote me on that. You know, these cliches that they make you come up with. But again, anything that you can do to better your life, whether you take a course, you travel, whatever it is that you want to do, do it. And again, you don't need validation or approval from anybody. If you tell me you do, well, then, you know, I'm sorry. You're going to have to listen to the opinions of others. You have to get their permission. No, it's your life. You're in control, right? You have a destiny to fulfill. You have a destiny to fulfill. Your dreams, your life, that's on you. Nobody else but you. You are the captain of your life. You are the captain of your life. You're the one who makes all the decisions about your life. Why do you need to get approval and validation from other people? Why? Why is that? And that just doesn't apply to the youngsters, you know, the millennials. No, it applies to anybody. I don't want to go on social media. If I announce to everybody, this is what I'm going to do, I don't expect any type of approval or anything like that. No. But then again, I wouldn't go on social media because, again, I don't want social media knowing my business, you know. Now, unless I make a real um, impact on a group of people or a continent or, or many different areas around the world, that's one thing. But again, I know, based off of my life, what I want to do down the line. I'm doing it through podcasts, but I want to do it through video platform, documentary, made-for-TV movie. Actually, there are, I have projects in the work right now going in my head. It's just a matter of writing it down on script. I'm not very good with that. I may have to take a course in that script how to read a script, how to produce a script, how to get it so that it gets out there to a producer, a director, whoever. That's down the line. But see, I like to learn. I like to learn. I like to go behind the scenes. I like to shadow someone. I like for that to, to happen one of these days. And I think from what I heard from one of my LinkedIn contacts, or two of my LinkedIn contacts, I said, you are a very good narrator. You know how to narrate your story. I said, well, and if I do a made-for-TV movie and I don't play the part of myself, you'll hear my voice. I'll narrate the story. But it has to be exact. Again, if someone plays me, every timeline has to be exact. That's why I need somebody who can produce and direct it to how I want it to be. Because it's important. If the story has to be believable, and it is. If it's made for TV, true to life, it's based on a true story. You figure you do a movie first, and then you do a documentary, and then they ask you the questions. Oh, let's meet the real person or the real woman behind this love, this life story. And there I am. It'd make a difference for everybody. But my mission in life is to help people along the way. 
and show them. I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. Why should I be? Go out there and get your feet wet. That's how it should be, correct? Correct. So as I say to all of you who are listening right now, go out there, make your dreams, fly, spread those wings. As I say, spread your wings. Be like a bird, soar like an, actually that would be a good title, soar like an eagle, soar like an eagle. So I'm gonna let you guys go because it's almost five o'clock and I need to eat something. But just remember this, you could do anything in this lifetime. And you can get through any type of struggle or crisis if you believe. If you're in a family unit, you have to hold it together. Don't tell me that you can't. Again, perfect example of my late parents. They survived the Great Depression. My father survived the Korean War. We survived life. Anytime anybody throws something at you, you can get through it. But if you're going to have the negative mentality, the negative mindset, I'm sorry to say it, you will not get through it. So again, be positive, be strong, stay strong, believe in yourselves. God bless all of you. Take care. Thank you.